My guest today is senior reporter Colin Campbell. My name is Charlie Hall, in for host Justin McElroy. You're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Thanks for joining me today, Colin. How are you? I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking about Forza Horizon 3. Well, it's good that we have you on the line because you are, I'm not sure if our listeners know, you're the only member of the Polygon staff who is legally allowed to spell tires with a Y. <laughs> I'm, I've been here so long that I've forgotten how to spell words properly. I'm spelling them the American way these days. <laughs> well, one slipped through. I was pleased to see it in okay. your review of Forza Horizon 3. Now, this, this is kind of a different style of Forza game. Isn't it? Well, it's it, the, the Horizon series is a spin-off. It's this is the third iteration of that from Playgrounds. They're a British-based development house, and they're made up of tons and tons of people who have been working on driving games, uh, driving franchises of the last 10, 15 years. Plus, they work alongside Turn Ten, which makes the core Forza games. Now, what's different about Horizon is it's not just about officially licensed racetracks. Uh, it's it's, a, it's an open world game and you just drive around and you drive across country and you race against sort of random AIs or you can go online and just race people anywhere you like. Uh, and there are sort of you know racing tracks and courses and championships and all that stuff, but it's much more of a sort of driving playpen, so to speak. All right. And your uh, review, which is up at Polygon, spoke very highly of the biggest character in this game, and that biggest character is the country of Australia. They show it beautifully. Uh, it's, they, it's, it's the kind of squashed-up version of Australia where you've got that lovely coastal area between sort of Byron Bay and Surface Paradise, um, and then you've got the so, you, so so in that part of the world you've got obviously uh, you know beaches and beach roads and that sort of lovely coastline and then directly adjacent to that are rainforests and sort of quasi jungles um, but also they've added um, they've added the outback as well which obviously is a, in real in real life is a long way away from there but they've just kind of like uh, squidged it uh, uh, next door to that part of the world now I actually was in. Um, Queensland about 10 years ago I spent about 10 years uh, sorry I spent about 6 weeks with my family on a house swap and we lived there and what they've done with this game is I think recreated that part of the world just beautifully I haven't played it in HDR or 4K or anything like that but just in sort of standard Xbox One it's beautiful and uh, you know one of the things that they've done cleverly I think is that they spent a lot of time and attention on the sky uh, so they went down to Australia with some really fancy cameras and they pointed the cameras at the sky and so they've created this kind of sky engine so that wherever you are wherever you're driving you've got these lovely skyscapes you know sort of clouds and and I, it, it really adds to the kind of visual drama of the game um, and you know when you think about it a driving game you know half the screen is the sky at any one particular time and so I, I think it's really smart of them to create that sense of wonder in in the uh, in the world but you know obviously the bottom half of the screen is also very loving lots of variety from the beaches to the mountains to the city 
and to the sort of outback. Actually, I think the city, if I, I had a criticism in my review, is the least interesting part of the game. And I don't know if that's just because they haven't done a particularly great job. It, I, it, it didn't interest me as much as some of the Need for Speed games, you know, where they've been in cities like San Francisco. Um, but it, or it might be that, you know, Surface Paradise is a pretty new city and just not, not that interesting visually. Now, one thing that's always <clears throat> bugged me a little bit about the racing genre is, you know, they, they're always gating content away from me. Like, whether it's, uh, I don't know, a Mario Kart or, you know, the first couple of Root Forza games. How does Forza Horizon 3 handle gating and uh, unlocking new terrain for you to explore? Well, you, you begin with just one part of the world, which is the sort of beach beach world or the seaside part of the map um, and then you unlock various other parts of the map uh, but I unlocked all of the map fairly rapidly the, the, the conceit that they give you is that you're in charge of uh, a racing festival and uh, as you as you win races and perform feats you accrue fans which is just a point system and when you, you trigger certain point systems, you can open up new parts of the map. And in between that, they, they allow you to expand. Uh, they give you they allow you to expand the uh, the festivals that you already have, which just kind of opens up new roads and missions and and uh, races and contests and things like that. But I mean, I had the whole map. Uh, you know, each of the areas of the map opened up within I don't know maybe ten hours or something like that. Uh, and there's just so much to do that I didn't really feel a great pressure. I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm so bored of this area now. I want to open up another area because there was just tons of stuff to do. And as you're moving from location to location or from event to event, the just sort of natural organic opportunities to do little side missions open up? Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's actually worse than that because I, I was, you know, I might be involved in a competition and the competition is like four or five races. And, you know, they give you quite a lot of rewards if you win a competition. And, I'm, you know, say I've, I've, got to, I've got to come in the top three in order to win this tournament. And I'd be driving along on my way to the tournament and there'd be just something at the side of the road, like just a car, like a magical, beautiful dream car, a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or whatever. And it's just like, hey, I've got a little mission here for you to drive this car off the side of a cliff. And you're like, oh, I've, I've got to go and do this other thing, but okay, fine. And so, you, you know, you go and you do the mission. So you're, you're actually being interrupted all the time in a good way because they have these dream missions. And the other thing about these dream missions, which I found really clever, is you can create your own. So that if, if there's a sort of section of road and a piece of music and a car and maybe uh, uh, that you particularly like, and you're like, well, I, I can get around this this part of the road in in uh, 39 seconds which is pretty damn good i wonder if anybody else can do it then you create that that mission for other people to to try and the ones that are built into the game are generally pretty doable i found uh, but i suspect that the uh, the gamer creative ones are going to be much more challenging now you mentioned uh some of the multiplayer components of the game. Reading through, through your review, it sounded like it was a little daunting for you to, to go online and race. Tell me some more about the, the online community and the online modes that it's got. Well, I mean, I want to be clear. It was daunting for me because I'm a rubbish multiplayer in general terms and certainly with driving games. And, I, <laughs> you know, I was playing against reviewers who are generally pretty good at uh, and, and developers are pretty good at uh, at these things. So I don't want to put anybody off going online. But the online systems, they, you know, there's two parts to it. You can play co-op, so you can enjoy exploring the world or taking part in contests with your mates, uh, with your chums. 
Uh, or there's, you know, just your, your basic uh, contest, so you just go on there and challenge other people. Uh, they have races and tournaments, as you would expect. They also have these sort of arena games, the playground games, uh, like Capture the Flag or Avoid the Zombie uh, or, um, uh, you know, a Tag or It or whatever you call it here. That You know, that game where you just chase after people. So, so you know, and, they, and the arenas are pretty big. So it gives you an opportunity to just sort of like, you know, play different strategies, whether you're, you, you want to sort of hide and camp or if you want to just, you know, run as fast as you can and make use of your skills in, in terms of, you know, turning tight corners. Uh, I did play one um, kind of uh, avoid the zombie map where I was on the beach and I was in just completely the wrong car. And the car just, you know, didn't get any traction on the beach at all. So it was terrible. But, but generally speaking, I think, uh, you know, the online modes are good fun. Tell me a little bit more about that off-road stuff, because in my experience, I haven't touched a Forza game in a long time. It's mostly, my experience with it, with it has been road racing, but how do they do with the, the off-road stuff in the outback and there on the beaches? Yeah, I mean, when, I mean the, the, it's quite fun because let's you, you can challenge other AI cars to a race. You can just be driving around and you beep your horn at uh, at some other AI, and you know then you're on you're, you're racing each other. And there's some point in the distance, and there's a driver line and, and, and directions to how to get there. And but you know you but but you can see the point on the horizon. So you can just take your car straight over the uh, over the dunes, over the outback, over the hills, and try to beat the car by basically cheating i suppose by taking that shortcut and it is just so much fun because this game is really forgiving about driving uh, off road it, it, it won't your car won't wreck itself if you if you you know fall off the side of a a hill uh, so you can you can just race really quite fast across country avoiding uh, the sort of bigger trees that will stop you um, but everything else you can basically run through whether that's a fence or whether it's bushes um, and you know there aren't you know there are things that will stop you but if you can avoid them it's great fun now that part of it really works best in the outback doesn't work so well obviously in the city or in some of the more built up areas or mountainous areas um, but it, but it, you know this game encourages you to get off the road and just enjoy the countryside and a lot of the countryside is very enjoyable because they've sort of seeded the map with tons of stuff for you to discover where that whether it's sort of challenges like you know knock over all the signs or there are barns that you can discover where they've got uh, wrecked old uh, rare cars that, that you can you can add to your collection and renovate them. Tell me a little bit more about the damage model in this. There's nothing that takes me out of a racing game more than just kind of hitting a wall and they're like, oops, sorry, back up, try again. Like, no, I would be in thousands of pieces and also dead. But like, how does Horizon 3 deal with the damage model? Well, I mean, in your basic standards uh, mode, there isn't any. You, you, you just drive around, but there also aren't any gear sticks and there aren't any, and there's a driving line for you to follow. I mean, it really... In, in standard mode, it really holds your hand. But I also, and I spent quite a lot of the game just in that because that's how I like to play. I just like to see and experience and I don't like too much of a steep learning curve. But I also then, after a while, after I got better, I played it on hard mode where there is a, there is a damage mode. The car can be damaged and you you know you need to use the gear sticks and uh, you're, you, there's no driving, li uh, driving line and the AIs are, are much more... Uh, aggressive and much more difficult so you can play this pretty much however you want to play and i know there are plenty of forza fans who love to play the game as realistically as possible and i don't think they're going to be disappointed nice but it's not like they're flipping and rolling and catching on fire no nothing like that okay is there anything that you didn't put in the review that you want to make sure that 
that folks here, I know that as soon as I hit that commit button in our, in our software on our side, I'm like, oh, there's three things I forgot. Well, I, one of the things I, I was thinking a lot about, and I mentioned in the hour-long video that, that is posted on YouTube and that will be on Polygon later, uh, is I was thinking about this idea that I'd read somewhere. Someone reviewed um, a Madden game a couple of years ago, and they made the point that Madden games don't simulate football, they simulate televised football. And I thought that was uh, that was a really perceptive idea, and, I, and it was relevant to Forza as well, because it does simulate racing and it simulates driving, but to a certain extent, it simulates television commercials for cars. You know, those commercials where you're, you're, you see the smug, good-looking guy, and he's driving through some amazing landscape in Iceland or whatever, and there's no traffic around... And, uh, you know, there's all these lovely camera shots. And that's sort of what it's like to play Forza Horizon. You drive this, ama- drive in this amazing environment. You drive these beautiful, beautiful cars. And what it understand, and I think the emotional hook that it gets into you is the love that people have for cars. That, that, that sort of like viewing cars as just merely being these contraptions that get you from A to B or merely being these consumer products that are the playthings of the, the, the wealthy. Actually, they, they do have a certain soul about them, uh, uh, you know, uh, and you, you can love a car, I think, and you can certainly love cars in general. So uh, it's, it has that sort of top gear feel about it of, oh, my God, look, I've just earned this beautiful racing car from the 1960s and I'm going to paint it pink because i can and 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 there is a pleasure to be had in in sort of just collecting these things like you collect you know pokemon so so it has those dimensions to it that are above and beyond just going left and right and accelerating and decelerating because when you think about it racing games are just really stupidly simple that's all you do and that's all you've ever done with them and so they have to kind of layer the developers have to layer these games with some kind of sense of love and i think that they've succeeded in doing that partly because these guys have been doing nothing else for years and years and years. They've been making racing games, so they know how to make these things. So, so, and it's like when you look at games like FIFA, which come out every year, and they are just brilliant at at simulating what they do. And it's because these guys know what they're doing. And I, and I think that that reverence, that professionalism, really comes through in Forza Horizon Three. Fantastic! I, I was really excited by your review. I'm excited to pick the game up now. And uh, thanks for joining me, Colin. Yeah, thank you very much. I recommend this to anybody. And thanks to you at home for listening today. We've got a whole lot more on Polygon.com, including a review of NBA 2K17 and a whole mess of stories from the Tokyo Game Show. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Colin Campbell. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.